Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 248, a safe bet. If you're geeky enough to listen to this podcast, you're probably also a fan of the XKCD webcomic by Randall Monroe, which builds itself as a webcomic of romance, sarcasm, math, and language. If not, be sure to check it out at xkcd.com. Recently, I was especially amused as I browsed comic 1132, titled Frequentists vs. Bayesians, which contains a hilarious example of what's known as the base rate fallacy. Here's how the comic goes. In frame 1, a character states he has a detector to tell him if the sun just went nova. Remember, it takes light from the sun around 8 minutes to reach the earth, so theoretically if this happened, you might not know yet. However, the detector always rolls two dice, and if both come up with sixes, it lies, giving a 1 in 36 chance of a wrong answer. The detector has just displayed the word yes, claiming that the sun did indeed go nova. In the second frame, a character points out that this means there's a 35 in 36 chance that the sun has indeed exploded, and since this is greater than 95%, the p-value usually accepted as the standard in scientific papers, we must accept this answer as accurate. In the third frame, another character says, bet you $50 it hasn't. As is often the case in XKCD comics, this humor works on several levels. In particular, if ever offered the chance to bet on whether or not the sun has just exploded, I would bet on the no side, regardless of the odds. Money just won't be that useful in a universe where you have less than eight minutes to live. I'm also not so sure about the feasibility of the Nova detection machine, though the XKCD discussion page does claim it might be possible using neutrinos, which are expelled slightly before the actual Nova and travel nearly at the speed of light. Anyway, for the moment, let's assume we're some faster-than-light-capable and Nova-immune alien spacefaring society, and think about this bet. Something probably bothers you about believing the sun's exploded based on the word of a machine that occasionally lies. But how do you get around the fact that the machine is right 35, 36 of the time? Doesn't the math tell you directly which side to bet on? This is the core of the base rate fallacy. When trying to detect the specific incidence of an extremely rare event, you must consider both the independent probability of the event itself occurring and the accuracy of your detection method. In this case, anytime we use the hypothetical machine, we're facing essentially four possibilities. A. The sun exploded and our detector tells the truth. B. The sun exploded and our detector lies. C. The sun is fine and our detector tells the truth. D. The sun is fine and our detector lies. Since the machine said yes, the sun exploded, we know we're in situation A or D. Now let's look at the probabilities. For the moment, let's assume the sun had a 1 in 10,000 chance of going nova. It's actually a lot less than that, since our scientists are very sure our sun has a few billion more years in it, but this should suffice for our illustration. Situation A, where the sun exploded and the detector tells the truth, has a probability of 1 in 10,000 times 35 and 36, or 35 over 360,000. Situation D, where the sun is fine and the detector lies, has a probability of 9,999 over 10,000 times 1 over 36, or 9,999 over 360,000. So we can see that in this situation, we're 9,999 over 35, or 287 times more likely to be fine than to be facing a nova. Thus, even if we are all-powerful aliens, we should still be betting on the side that the machine is wrong and the sun is fine. 
This comic makes us laugh, but actually makes a very important point. There are many more concrete applications of this principle of the base rate fallacy in real life, as pointed out by the base rate fallacies Wikipedia page. The classic one is AIDS testing. If, say, a test quoted as 95% accurate claims you're HIV positive, but you're in a very low-risk population, you're probably fine and should arrange another independent test. A scarier one is random 95% accurate breathalyzer tests to find drunk drivers. If there are very few drunk drivers on the road, but police set up a roadblock and test everyone, chances are that the innocent non-drunks falsely flagged will far outnumber the actual drunks. This actually could apply to any police technique, such as finding terrorists based on profile data that attempts to identify rare criminals in a general population. Another common case of this fallacy that has reached epidemic proportions lately is the use of supposedly scientific studies to justify exotic alternative medicine techniques. For example, suppose you run a study of sick people given homeopathy, a method that violates hundreds of well-known properties of chemistry and physics, such as Avogadro's number and core biochemical reactions. Let's say you get results indicating that it works with a p-value showing a 95% probability that your test was accurate. You can't just quote that 95% without taking into account the independent probability that a treatment that violates so many known scientific laws would work. When you take this into account, the probability that such a study has really given useful information is vanishingly small. Thus, the occasional studies that show good results for scientifically infeasible techniques are almost certainly false positives, as shown by the base rate fallacy. So, anytime someone's discussing the probability of some extremely unlikely event or result with you in real life, Regardless of the context, think about whether you might be ignoring some key factors and taking part in the base rate fallacy. If that might be the case, take a few homeopathic brain enrichment pills and listen again to this podcast. And this has been your math mutation for today.